when it comes to skin color and gender and ethnicity, it's God made us this way because he thought we were beautiful. He knew that we were beautiful because we are made in his image and his likeness. So when he created me as a black woman, when he created white women and Latino women and Asian women and, and, and I mean, just everybody with all differences, he, he knew it was good. Happy wonderful Wednesday, everyone. You are tuned into another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week in this space, we make room to acknowledge Black excellence in its entirety from Black creatives, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women for doing what they do absolutely best. And this week's spotlight is on Miss Sunny Vaughn. Sunny is the host of Sunny Side Up. Sunny Side Up is a conversation with God, a space where you can meet God in the morning for guidance, worship, and instruction. Sunny Side Up is on Facebook Live on her Facebook page, which is at Sunny Vaughn, every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. So, if you are an early riser or want to become an early riser, I would advise you to head on over to facebook.com and follow Sunny Vaughn and get in touch, get in touch with Sunny Side Up every Thursday at 7 a.m. This is an ex- just a wonderful way to start your morning with the Lord on Thursday mornings. All right. Thank you so much, Sunny, for making this space an opportunity for people to come and worship on Facebook Live. Also, just as a quick reminder, if you have topics of discussion or any questions that you want to hear on Create with Kendra, you can send them in at www.unassociated.com slash ask Kendra. I can receive any of your messages through audio or you can type them up and send them in and your question or topic of discussion could be featured on a future episode. All right. So today I want to allow this space to be a space of honor and to put the attention on black women. There is so much going on in the media. There has been so much that has happened throughout history and even currently that is going on with the disrespect of black women, the the nonchalant attitudes, the not acknowledging black women as people. And I want to bring attention to that this issue that we are facing together as a country, as a, as the human race, as a people, and just shed some light on it. In the early mornings of March 13th, Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, were in the bed asleep when they heard a banging at the door. They called out to see who it was at the front door, but there was no response. Minutes later, 26-year-old Brianna Taylor laid dead in her hallway floor, shot at least eight times by plain clothes officer. 
that used the no dock the no knock search warrant in her home. At least eight rounds struck Brianna. She died that morning at twelve forty eight AM. Just want to take a moment to acknowledge her, her life that she lived. To the officers that invaded and slaughtered Brianna Taylor, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove, Brianna Taylor's life did not matter to them. They were on a mission for drug dealers and delinquents and people that were quote-unquote up to no good. But what do those people look like? In America... They look like me. This was another tragic event that happened to an unarmed black person. Unarmed, not dangerous. But what was her crime? What was the reason that all of this happened? We are still asking ourselves this question every single day. Is because she lived in a black neighborhood? Is it because she was sleeping in her bed peacefully? Or was it because she was a black woman? To Brianna Taylor's friends, family, and community, she was a sister, a best friend, a daughter, a girlfriend, an EMT, a person, a young person that was full of potential. And that had a bright future. When I think of Brianna Taylor, I think of my sisters. I think of my mom. I think of my friends. I think of the black women that are listening to this. I think of myself. This could have happened to any of us. Brianna Taylor was no terrorist. She wasn't a danger to the country or the people that she lived around. She was a homegirl, just like me, just like you. She was a beautiful black woman with a bright future. And I know, and I can't even imagine the pain and the questioning that her, her family and her friends have as to why it happened to her. Someone that they, that they seen every single day. They would talk to him on the phone. They would do girls night with like, why would this happen to her in her own home? This reminds me when I think of how this could have been anybody. I now understand that in this country, black women are not valued. Black women have to reclaim, redefine ourselves. We have, to, we have to create our own thought of what it means to be a black woman in this body, living in America. I'm, I'm even reminded of the idea of double consciousness when um, W.E.B. Du Bois coined this term, double consciousness of I have to be aware that I am a black person, but I'm also a black person living in America. But 
Africa doesn't accept me because I'm not a continental African or, you know, America doesn't accept me because I'm black and they brought me here as a, as a slave to build this country, but not as a citizen. So I'm juggling my identity between being an American and being black. But at the same time, black women, we have to juggle it three times. I am an American. I am black and I am a woman. So where do we go with that? Having to redefine, reclaim our identity and use it against oppression. I am, I, I came across this book called Sister Citizen and I, it's, it's by Melissa V. Harris Perry. And I encourage everyone to go out to purchase this book, to get this book and to do some reading. It really begins, you know, when you, when you start to read this book, it unfolds and unpacks the different tribulations and the different obstacles that black women have to face on a global scale, not even just in America, but how black women have been mistreated from the beginning of time. And so I encourage you all to get this eye-opening book. It's not a depressing book, but it's it's one that will enlighten you. It is one that'll get you to think outside of what you've been taught um, socially. So I encourage everyone to look at this book. Um, when confronting race and gender, black women are standing in a crooked room. Um, in this book, Sister Citizen, Melissa Harris Perry talks about a crooked room that black women have to stand up in. Imagine being in a room that is geometrically awkwardly shaped that prevents you from standing up straight. But society requires black women to stand up straight and to be, you know, to take whatever they give to us to take every blow to take every hit but we are trying to stand up in this cricket room um we're this cricket room that this book speaks about represents the many stereotypes that black women are put under and all the obstacles that we face such as being labeled as the angry black woman or being stereotyped as the sexy video vixen and our bodies are being um, objectified. Some folks may even put us in the category of black women are welfare queens and all they do is, you know, just extract from the government and are lazy and don't want to work or black women are demanding and even the reality of black women being victimized in police violence. This is the crooked room that black women are put in and are told to stand up in. All of these obstacles. Now imagine being put in such a tight and uncomfortable space and being told up to stand up straight. So we all know the verdict and many of you have watched the response to the trial of Miss Brianna Taylor and what happened to her killers. So the killers and I do say killers because these were men in plain clothes that invaded her home unannounced 
and start shooting. So her killers were not charged for murder. They were not charged for putting the bullets in Brianna's body, but they were charged for the bullets that went through the wall. This is alarming. You mean to tell me in 2020, you can, a cop can kill anybody, walk into anyone's house and kill them and not be charged for the bullets that they put in someone's body, but for the bullets that go through the wall. This is alarming. Um, as I was wrestling with this conversation, with this topic, I went over to unassociated.com and there is an article that is listed. And I encourage you all to go over to the website and read this article Um, I'm going to pull it up. So J.L. Wyatt wrote this on September 27, 2020. I thought it was so beautifully written. And shout out to J.L. And thank you so much for submitting this and allowing us to read your work. And so I just want to pull a couple of quotes that stood out to me in this article regarding Breonna Taylor's death and the verdict. And I just wanted to share it because I know that Some of you that are listening are sharing the same sentiments and the same heart cry and pain that we all are sharing in this moment. Um, So JL wrote, as a black woman, I know the fight for justice is never over. Generation after generation, black people have been fighting for peace and reconciliation. Even with little victories here and there, the blatant disregard for black lives, black culture, Black hopes and dreams continue. JL then uh, wrote towards the end of her piece. Before the news came out, the city of Louisville placed restrictions on their citizens in hope to stop protesting. They knew the decision had already been decided not to hold anyone responsible would set the community off. They knew their decision was wrong. They decided Brianna Taylor's life did not matter enough for anyone to be held accountable. This is so true. There, I mean, when it comes to common sense, and I, and I really believe common sense isn't common, there is evidence. I mean, you can just look at the story without even getting so deep into it. Just because... The men that killed Breonna Taylor were police officers is the only reason why they got off. It's the only reason why they took this trial, they took this story and bent it. But what tied the bow on this mess is they allowed, our justice system allowed Breonna Taylor's death to go, to slip through the cracks because she was a black woman. They decided that, that, that this black woman's life did not matter enough for us to convict an unjust killing. And when, when I think of this, I think of how black women's lives are not considered. That black women's lives do not seem important to society. 
as we are the vestibule that everyone passes through in and out, but our lives are not worth enough to society to be fought for. For our own justice system to stand for us. And when I think of that, I think of how our differences when it comes to skin color and gender and ethnicity, it's God made us this way because he thought we were beautiful. He knew that we were beautiful because we are made in his image and his likeness. So when he created me as a black woman, when he created white women and Latino women and Asian women and, and, and I mean, just everybody with all differences, he, he knew it was good. He knew it was beautiful. But when it comes to people and how we judge others and how we cause division among everyone, this is where the issue lies. I'm reminded of the scripture of Mark chapter 12, um, verses 30 and 31. When you read verse 31, it says, you should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. I'm reminded of that scripture because society conditions us to hate people, certain people that look a certain way. We're categorized in different sectors, socialized in different areas, and we are placed on, on a scale from people that are are most likely to be harmful and least likely to be harmful based on where you live. I mean, you can name it. We are so divided as people. But the scripture says that we must love our neighbor as ourselves and not necessarily the people that you see every day that you love, like your, your best friend and sometimes your family. Like those people are, are easier to love. But try loving someone that society has conditioned you to hate. Try extending your hand and kindness to people that don't like you, that won't love you, that choose to despise you. Try extending that kind of love. That's where we get tripped up. Oh God, you know, I don't want to extend love to this person or that person because it won't be reciprocated. But that isn't the point. We have to love everybody. If they look like you, if they don't look like you. And to all my black women, we deserve better. You deserve better. Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, and all the many names that has gone unsaid deserved better. I went to Instagram and I asked you all about, you know, your ideas and your thoughts on why black women deserve better it isn't a question as if they do because we do but what reason do you have and i'm going to read a few responses one response was there should be no criteria as to why we deserve respect we should deserve respect period the second response was protect us because protect us not because we're someone's sister or daughter but because we are someone. At the end of the day, I am a person. 
Yes, I am a black woman. I am proud to be a black woman. I walk in that beauty. But if my black womanhood offends you, do you not see me as a person? Do I have to be someone's daughter or someone's sister? Or do I have to be on some high caliber in order to be respected or valued? No, I should be respected just because of who I am. Because I am a person. And my personhood comes before what you see on the outside. While we're in this fight from one another, y'all, <laughs> we all need just a big hug. And I say this because this this is just so draining. I can remember when I was watching CNN last week and I heard the verdict. It was just so heartbreaking. And I couldn't even imagine her family and her friends and her co-workers and her community just grieving. Mothers and fathers grieving all over the world, all over the nation. Like this could be my daughter. And y'all, we just all, we really need encouragement. We need to uplift one another. We don't need to poke and point out our differences, but we need to take a stand for what is right. And we need to love on each other. And to all of my black women, I love you. I appreciate you. I stand for you. I am not my sister's keeper, but I am my sister. The pain that you feel, I feel that. The tribulation that you experience, I feel that. When people look at you just because of who you are, I feel that. And as a black woman, I support you, all of my black sisters out there. This is the time for us to love on each other, y'all. This is our time to encourage one another. Whether if you are a black woman or not, if you know a black woman, Send her a text message. I was just thinking about you. I love you so much. Even though this world is cruel to you, I am here to support you and just to love on you. This is something that we need to do. Check in with your sisters. Check in with your moms, whoever they are. We need to send out love. This is just the message that I want to give you all. Black women, we do deserve better. And even while we are in the fight of our lives, fight for equality, fight fight. Uh, and a fight for equity and so much more things that we can go on and on about while we are in this fight let's love on each other let's even love on the people that choose not to love us amen so as we come to a close on this episode i would like to pray for those people that are dealing with uh, that are Dealing with conflict when it comes to hearing news such as the, the Breonna Taylor case or even coming in conflict with, you know, just seeing how black women are treated in your own lives. It doesn't even have to reach Fox News or CNN, but these are things that we see and experience every day. So with all hearts and minds clear, Father God, I just thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for being God in the midst of our sorrow. I thank you for being God in the midst of our pain and our confusion, Lord. God, I'm praying right now for all of the hearts that are breaking. For black women, 
for even the black women that their hearts are breaking for what they have experienced in their lives. God, I'm praying that you send healing, your healing virtues to mend the brokenness, God. God, I pray that you encourage them, them all and continue to whisper sweet, beautiful things to them, God. We are your creation. When you made us, you smiled and you said it was good. Now, God, allow us to walk in that authority, to walk in that boldness. And God, for our black women, Lord, in our community, Lord God, I ask you to allow us to love ourselves when society doesn't, when people even in our own community choose not to do so. God, give us that self-love. And I pray that you hold us in your arms and that you comfort us in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That is the word on the street for this week. This is a message of love. Us as black women, we deserve better. I'm here to support you all and to love on you. If you have someone in your life that you want to share this message with, go ahead and copy and paste that. Send it over to them. And allow them to experience this same message just the way that you have. If you have any topics of discussion or questions that you would like your girl to answer, head on over to www.unassociated.com slash askkendra and you can submit all questions, all comments, and I will be sure to get back with you. All right, you all have a great rest of your week and be blessed.